Joining me again today, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Welcome back, sir. Hey, it's good to be back. How are you doing? Well, I'm as well with my soul, although my spirit is a little troubled. Okay, considerably ruffled in spirit, right? A little ruffled in spirit. As well yeah. with my soul, but I am ruffled in spirit. Yeah, that's a line from uh, Anne of Green Gables. I don't know if you remember that movie. Uh, oh, but I she do was remember asked that how, movie. But she was asked how she was doing one time, and she said, uh, I'm well in spirit, but considerably ruffled in in um, whatever, soul or something like that. So Yeah, no, I like it. All right, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. All right, quoting yeah. Anne of Green Gables today uh, with Bill English here on Mornings with Carmen. Um, what's going on in business? The, I... Uh, wow, there's so much we could talk about. I don't even quite know. know which direction to go. So let's um, let's let's uh, where do you want to start? Let's start with small businesses. Small businesses are really taking it on the chin right now. Uh, the the the, uh, the the initial 350 billion that was designed to uh, get passed out to the small businesses in terms of the payroll protection program uh, got depleted as we all knew it would and uh, they are still trying to get another bill passed to get more money over to the treasury and the SBA so that more money can flow to the small businesses in the meantime uh, this thing is killing small businesses I I uh, I think that there's going to be uh, a number of bankruptcies in the next 90 to 180 days as a result of COVID. And I'm just wondering if Congress isn't going to do something more to forestall those bankruptcies. But um, they're, they're, they're not doing well. Uh, I've talked to a number of small business owners, and most of them remain optimistic. But you can hear the strain and the stress in their voice. Uh, you can just you can see it on their faces when we zoom with them. You, you you can just tell that this is really taking a bite out of their energy and their cycles. So we talked to a small business owner yesterday. We were actually talking about her talking with her about her book, Eat Pie Love. Um, but I, at at some point, it just you know I just felt led to offer to pray for her, and it just the offer reduced her to tears. Like people are just right on the edge. If they're yeah. small business owners now, the questions that they're asking are just questions they never thought that they would confront. And we're really talking here about people's dreams. So yes. could you just speak to that? I can, yeah. The The story of Hannah, when, when I think about dreams, I usually go back to 1 Samuel 1 with Hannah. And Hannah had a dream of being a mother, and, and she was barren, and she couldn't conceive. And uh, you have this, her, her literally pouring her heart out to God at the temple entrance and Eli coming up and saying, are you drunk woman? And she says, no, I'm just pouring my heart out to God. I really want a son. And then Eli, of course, says, you know, you're going to have a son by this time next year. And she does. And who is her son turn out to be? Turns out to be Samuel, one of the greatest prophets that we've ever had and who uh, two Old Testament books are named after. Uh, what drives business owners are their dreams. The business owners can see something that doesn't exist and they can see it in the future and they have the drive and the passion and oftentimes the skills and the resources to go after that dream and to really make it happen. And when their dream is taken from them, as COVID is doing for uh, tens of thousands of small business owners, they experience a loss of hope, a loss of dignity, a loss of purpose, so forth and so on. It's really a very, very difficult place to be when your identity, your hope, your purpose is taken away from you. And so what, what business owners, especially Christian business owners, are wrestling with are two things. Number one, 
How do you hold on to that dream? And number two, how do you hold it with an open hand so that if God wants to change your dream or take it from you, now is the time that it's probably going to happen. Very tough place to be uh, for a lot of business owners. So um, after the break, Bill, I want to pivot and have a conversation about big business. We've been hearing these reports that some businesses are returning their government money. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. And then um, just want you to just speak to the the conversation related to, you know, big and bigger businesses. So I'm talking with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We'll be right back. Continuing my conversation with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Um, so, Bill, you know, I was kind of celebrating yesterday Shake Shack's returning of their uh, of their ten million dollar loan. Um, yeah. With I think they were, you know, they were basically saying, "Hey, if we return this, then others could have access to um, to this money." First of all, does that work that way? And then, what's sort of your take on what's going on right now with big business? You know, there's always such a um, such an animosity that has been developed in our country for the rich and for the big businesses, and yet we need them in a in a desperate way because uh, big businesses offer us all kinds of efficiencies and economies of scales that uh, sometimes small business just can't give us. Look, uh, my my take on it: if Shake Shack or uh, Ruth's Chris or the others want to give back the ten million, that's fine. They just repay the loan. They just repay it early, and and it, and it's done. Uh, but they shouldn't be shamed into taking it back because they followed the rules that Congress set out. Presumably, Congress thought this through. Now, I realize a lot of people are smirking right now, but presumably Congress thought this whole stimulus package through and that they knew there would be situations like this and that they were okay with this. If they didn't, then shame on them. And so uh, if, if they want to give it back, great. But don't be shamed into giving it back. And also, let's remember, this is not a zero-sum game. It's not like if Shake Shack keeps the $10 million, another small business isn't going to get that $10 million. And the reason we know it's not a zero-sum game is because of what the feds have said in interviews on 60 Minutes and other places. They have made it abundantly clear that there's an infinite amount of money that they are going to pump into this economy to keep it going. So just like we're getting another stimulus package now, which has another, I don't know, $200 billion, however many it is, uh, coming our way, if that isn't going to be enough, Congress is going to pass a third and a fourth and a fifth stimulus package. They're going to keep the money flowing. So it's not a zero-sum game. And uh, I think that we should treat all businesses equally, honestly. They all employ people of very diverse demographics. Every business employs um, white people, black people, gays, lesbians, straights. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what your orientation is. Most businesses, if not all businesses, or almost all, employ across a wide swath of demographics. And so I don't think we should be singling out or saying uh, that that minority-owned businesses are more important than other businesses and that kind of thing. All businesses should be treated equally. Absolutely. Um, all right. So um, uh, we have a listener who is asking, say, I haven't even read it yet, so here we go. This is spontaneous right off the text line. All right. Carmen, okay. good morning. Please ask Bill, do all these aid packages need to be paid back? Are they actually loans? Um 
Oh, and then uh, maybe we should have a Jewish year of Jubilee. Oh, where all the debts get forgiven? I mean, I love that, but ultimately the, the, the debt belongs to somebody. It does, and and eventually the debts would have to get priced into how the loans were created in the first place. I think that was when you start the program, when you start off with the year of Jubilee, it's easier to price that year of Jubilee into how you how you lend if you're the lender. Uh, to do that now, I think, would be disastrous to our economy. Now, to answer the first part of her question, uh, some uh, a good portion of this money is is going to end up being forgiven, and it's not going to be paid back. And it's just basically free cash that's flowing uh, to these businesses in order to keep them afloat. So uh, the parts that need to be paid back, it depends on if it's an idle loan, an economic injury disaster loan, or if it's a, a PPP, uh, uh, the, the paycheck loan. Uh, they have different uh, interest rates and different amortization schedules. But parts of them, and you know, those kinds of loans will have to be paid back. But other parts are, are just it's just free money. It's free money. It's like somebody walked into your business, wrote a million dollar check and said, nah, you don't got to pay me back and I don't want any equity for it. You know, that's basically what it is. Okay. And as soon as people hear you say that, then they're going to recognize that as uh, as American taxpayers, eventually, eventually we owe this. Everything's getting borrowed. Look, the Fed's balance sheet, the Federal, Re- the, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet in the last six weeks has gone up over two trillion dollars. And they they have created two trillion dollars of money, and that's all borrowed. All of it is borrowed, and you know. And like like I said last week, and I was kind of cavalier, or a few weeks ago, maybe I was too cavalier about this. But we already got twenty four trillion of debt. They're going to add another two trillion to this in just a matter of a few weeks. At some point, it begins to not matter as much because you already have so much debt. But yeah, it's all going to have to get paid back somehow, some way. We're really taking, again, from our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and future generations to pay for our problems now. Okay, so this is like a big, broad economic question that you don't have to answer today, but I would I would like to know. Um, when there's a, real, a genuine radical realignment globally, so I'm thinking here, you know, when when national lines get redrawn, when governments rise and fall, when nations, I mean, are just radically transformed, um, do their economic systems sometimes reset? Yes, that's the short answer. Okay. <laughs> do you want a you longer see where answer? I, you see where maybe my imagination is going here. Well, um, look, and, you know. Yeah. What, what, what can the U.S. government really do if things get realigned? We just say that we're not going to pay the debt. And who's going to foreclose on us? And how? And how? Right. Would it have to be a military campaign? Exactly. And so, and so they defeat us militarily. Great. You got the debt. Here you go. What are they <laughs> going to do with that? They're going to do nothing, the, really. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, in some ways, it's a moot point. And in other ways, it's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's a that's a um, there's another sober uh, sober reality <laughs> bummer, for another, this Wednesday. Another bummer, Bill. You are Wednesday, like Wednesday right? bright and cheery, Bill. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
We do appreciate you very, very much. Um, You do help us uh, see things that are happening that we don't, you know, we don't necessarily just understand at first blush. So, Bill, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. You guys can find Bill English at BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back.